This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead, so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. This is Cruise Radio. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. And no, you're not going crazy. It's not Thursday, although I wish it was. This is a bonus episode of Cruise Radio because overnight, Carnival Cruise Line had some pretty big news about Carnival Triumph, one of their ships that were launched. Um, it was launched in 1999, and they're going to do a pretty big overhaul to it. So we're going to talk with Gus Antorcia. He's on the line. He's the chief operating officer over at Carnival Cruise Line. But first, contributor Richard Sims is on the line. Richard, what makes you think this is such a smart move for Carnival, turning Carnival Triumph into Carnival Sunrise? Because, I mean, this is a pretty big overhaul. It's actually smart on a lot of levels when you think about it. For one thing, even at $200 million, it's a lot cheaper to refurb an older ship than it is to build a new one from scratch. And Carnival already has big ships rolling out. You know, we had Vista, we just had Horizon this year, we'll have Panorama next year. So this gives them another ship that is basically new. I mean, it's getting, you know, a new name, a whole lot of features added. So it's going to feel like a new ship, but it's in a smaller class. And even though a lot of people really love the mega ships. There are still people who prefer something a little bit smaller, who are sort of intimidated by the big ships. So on that level, it gives them exactly that. It gives them a smaller ship that is still sort of basically new. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I I prefer the ships that are between uh, 2,500 and 3,000, 3,500-ish. Like, yeah, the medium-sized ships you were just talking about. Well, exactly. I mean, Sunshine, which, you know, this is going to be sort of a little bit of a replica of, that is probably one of my favorite ships. Um, Norwegian has the Gem, which is a similar size. They're great ships, and they they feel a little bit more intimate. It's a little bit easier to meet people. It's a little bit easier to for the staff to sort of get to know you and know your preferences. So it's it's a little bit more personal than some of the mega ships. Not that there's anything wrong with the mega ships. I love the mega ships, but every now and then you want you know you want something a little different. It's weird because you know normally uh, a ship goes into dry dock. For like 14 days or maybe 30, but this one's going in for 60 days. You know, they, they announced this dry dock a little while ago, but they didn't quite give an indication of to what was going on. Now we know that it's undergoing this massive refurbishment. Uh, is there anything in particular that you personally hope they would add? My personal favorite thing on Carnival ships is the Alchemy Bar, and they already had one of those, so it was pretty good with me to start with. But um, they... they after spending time on the Carnival Horizon, one of the things I really loved was the food at Pig & Anchor. So I, I, I was really hoping that they would give some form of that on this ship. And the other was um, a steakhouse. It's sort of weird to me because I was surprised to find out that Triumph didn't have a steakhouse because to me that's just sort of a go-to restaurant on almost – every ship now. And I know personally, as a big meat eater, I really look forward to having a night or two out at a steakhouse. So I really wanted to see that on the list of things that were going to be coming out. On the line with us now is Gus Antorcha. He is the chief operating officer over at Carnival Cruise Line. Hey, Gus. 
Hey, Doc, how are you? Good, bud. The last time we spoke was actually after the refit of Carnival Sunshine, and it looks like you're doing it all over again, but this time with Carnival Triumph. Yes, I remember that conversation. Yep, that's right. We're, we're doing it again with, uh, with Carnival Triumph. How big of a project is this? So with, with the Carnival Triumph, uh, we're excited. We're announcing a $200 million uh, makeover. Um, and what we'll do, similar to Carnival Sunshines, we'll be adding all the popular branded food, beverage, entertainment spaces um, on, on board the ship, as well as updating all the sp- uh, all of the staterooms. Okay, so $200 million, it's going to be a lot of new enhancements. Let's break this down one by one. Of course, Carnival Triumph got the fun ship 2.0 with the guys Burger Joint, Blue Iguana, all that stuff back in 2013. So what new food venues are going to be added? Oh, there's a lot. Um, there's, uh, there's probably, you know, half dozen or more, more spaces. For example, we're, we're going to be adding to um, some of the specialty dining options guests will have. Um, included will be uh, Cucina del Capitano, uh, Fahrenheit 555 Steakhouse, Bonsai Sushi. We'll also be adding a lot of our inclusive options that guests guess absolutely love and, and they tell us they love. And so an example would be Guy's Pea and Anchor uh, Barbecue. Or in the Lido Marketplace, we'll be adding Carnival Deli, which is our new deli concept we, uh, we introduced uh, on Carnival Horizon as well as Pizzeria del Capitano and other spaces within within the Lido Marketplace. Now, you mentioned there's going to be a Red Frog pub. Is this going to be a full-blown pub like we see on Carnival Magic, Carnival Breeze, Carnival Sunshine? The difference in some of the pubs, um, some of them serve food, um, as you know, and others um, are, are you know, entertainment, a beverage and entertainment location. Um, this pub will be will be focused on the beverage side, with of course the entertainment that uh, that we have there with the live music, Caribbean style live music, and the soloist. A few moments ago, you mentioned there is going to be new staterooms added. How many new staterooms is Carnival Sunrise going to see? There'll be a handful, and we're making pretty significant investment in the staterooms. As I mentioned, all of the existing staterooms will be refurbished. Uh, updated, and then and then we're we're adding some. So, for example, above the bridge, we're going to add small number of staterooms, and it'll include uh, cabins like two amazing captain suites. Those are actually over where uh, the captain maneuvers the ship. So the views, as you can imagine, are incredible because that's the view the captain um, sees. And so it you know you can see the whole side of the ship, uh, and it'll have floor floor to ceiling glass. So it'll be really spectacular. On that same area, we'll be adding some junior suites and some balconies. But it's really just it's just a handful. Are we going to see an ocean plaza on Carnival Sunrise? You'll see something similar. Um, of course, we learn from ship to ship, and we learn the spaces uh, that the guests love, where they hang out. We learn about guest flow. And so what we did, if you're familiar with Carnival Sunshine, that area is sort of midship aft. What we did is we made the Red Frog Pub have a large terrace, which will function similar to Ocean Plaza. But then off the Ocean Plaza, we'll have Alchemy, uh, which is similar to Carnival Sunshine. And and then something a little different, which we'll be doing on on Carnival Sunrise, is including the piano bar in that area. And so really we'll allow guests multiple areas, whether you want to sit back and and have one of the amazing cocktails and mixologists prepare in Alchemy, you want to make your way into Piano Bar or you want to hang out at Red Frog Pub, really creates a, a zone or an area. So similar in, in, in purpose in terms of the terrace of the Red Frog Pub, 
but a little different in terms of you know what space is and what we bring what we bring together. All the ships have the guys, pig and anchor smokehouse on deck five, but there really isn't an area to put that on deck five. Where is the smokehouse going to be? Oh, but we we found a space. Okay. So that I mean that's always the challenge and the fun part about about these 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 refurbishments is how we you know how we fit all the pieces based on what we have. And so you're right, it doesn't have a deck five lanai like you see on the Dream class or the Vista class. Um, but it does have an area above Lido. It's probably remember our Lido has is two levels mm-hmm. on the on that class of ship. Mm-hmm. And so what we're doing on the upper level of the Lido, we're going to be adding an inside-outside space, uh, which will be home for um, the Pig and Anchor uh, barbecue spot. So it'll be, um, I think that's deck 10, and so it'll be deck 10 aft, both inside-outside space. And speaking of the outside spaces, I remember we everyone just raves about the Serenity area on Carnival Sunshine. Will we be seeing anything like that on Carnival Sunrise? Carnival Sunrise will get a significantly expanded, larger serenity. As I was mentioning, every ship's a little different. Every ship offers us different opportunities to upgrade in that spaces. On Carnival Sunshine, we added decks. That opportunity doesn't present itself at Carnival Sunrise, um, and so it won't be exactly the same in terms of where we've located it and, and the features, but it'll be significantly expanded, and it'll be slightly higher and forward. So Carnival Sunrise has it more in the location that you see on ships like Carnival Freedom, uh, Carnival Liberty. Um, and so it's, it's forward uh, and a little bit higher. I keep referring to Carnival Sunshine because that's a project kind of like this in my mind that you're doing. Uh, how about Waterworks? Where is that going to be? Kind of like Sunshine? It'll be a really cool water park put on the midship. Similar to what you've seen in Carnival Dream, Carnival Breeze, Carnival Magic, that upper midship section is where we've located the water parks on those newer ships. And so that'll be the similar location as to where we're going to locate the water park on Carnival Sunrise. It'll be sort of forward of the main pool and up a couple of decks. 60 days, nearly $200 million. Carnival Triumph is going to turn into Carnival Sunrise. We've been talking with Gus Antorcha. He's the chief operating officer over at Carnival Cruise Line. Gus, thank you for your time, man. Thank you, and uh, talk soon. So now we have a little bit more knowledge of what Carnival Triumph is going to get when she goes into dry dock for these 60 days. Uh, What are your thoughts now that you heard Gus? It's impressive. I mean, by any standards, this is a really impressive process that they're about to go under, uh, go through, I guess you'd say. Um, As we said at the top of the show, it's smart on a lot of levels. And I mean, another level is it's kind of worth mentioning that, you know, the Triumph had some trouble over the years and that comes up whenever you do Google searches and stuff. Now that's gone. That's, you know, this gets, it's a new ship with a new name and a new history. So that's another level on which it's, it's smart, but all around, it just seems like a really, really great investment. And they seem to be approaching it from a really smart level. You know, they're really taking a look at what Carnival guests have liked on other ships, what this ship is missing, and implementing those things onto this ship. You know, it makes me wonder. So they did Carnival Destiny. They did Carnival Triumph. It makes me wonder if they're going to do any more in the class. I think it'll really depend on what we see happening here. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's always that chance that for whatever reason – you know, something doesn't work. People don't take to something for whatever reason. I don't think that'll be the case here because Sunshine is a really popular ship. Like I said, I, I know when I sailed on it, it instantly became one of my favorite ships. And and this is sort of getting that same Sunshine treatment. 
I assume that it's going to be pretty popular. They're also, you know, they're they're doing some great stuff with the itineraries. If that's the case, given that they already have big ships coming in, you know, they have Panorama lined up, why not do this to another ship if this proves successful? It's a lot cheaper, and it's a smart way to keep a ship in rotation longer than what might be its sort of natural running time. You know, what I'm most excited about is the Ocean Plaza, because Gus was saying that it's going to be kind of... Ocean Plaza has kind of always been the hub. You had the Alchemy Bar there. You have the Red Frog Pub off to the side. But now they're going to put a like a lanai into the Ocean Plaza from the uh, Red Frog Pub. Plus, they're going to have the Piano Bar right there, too. I'm also curious to see how that's going to work from a noise, uh, a noise perspective with all that music, all that sound in one area. I thought the same thing, because, you know, it's kind of cool. You're creating an entertainment zone, which is fun. You know, um, uh, Disney ships have that. They have that whole adult area where you can just kind of go from bar to bar to bar and they're all right there in a corner but in a situation like this where you have the the red frog pub that's going to have live entertainment and then you have the piano bar that obviously has live entertainment those are two sort of you know loud venues and and traditionally most of the red frog pubs that i've seen have not had doors on them they're sort of like an open you know you walk into an open space and that could sort of cause some overflow now the piano bar usually does have a door so that might help but i do i agree i think it's a great idea to have like a little entertainment complex where all of your different live music events are going on it's it's kind of exciting Anything else you're excited about? The itineraries, really, and and specifically that she's going to be coming to New York. Carnival doesn't have a ship here year-round. Um, you know, Norwegian has two ships here. Royal Caribbean has a ship that's in Bayonne, which isn't far from New York, and I like to home port. So while uh, the new ship isn't going to be set here year-round, she will be spending quite a bit of time here. And one of the itineraries she's doing is going to be a four-day, they're calling it sort of a long weekend cruise, that leaves out of New York and goes to Bermuda and back. It leaves on Thursday and comes back on Monday, and that's perfect. I've been wanting to go to Bermuda. I've never been. I've been wanting you know, sort of short trips to go out of New York. Really, it's hard to find anything that's less than a week out of New York. So that's that's really exciting. I think the other thing I'm excited about is the Red Frog Pub, just because, to me, it seems weird for a Carnival ship not to have a Red Frog Pub. The first drink I ever had on a Carnival ship was in the Red Frog Pub on the Carnival Sunshine. So for Sunrise to have that, I think it feels right. And to recap the itinerary, so Carnival Sunrise is going to come from the the shipyard in Spain straight to Norfolk, Virginia, where she'll kick off a seven-day cruise. She'll do a couple of cruises from Norfolk and then go to New York City for a couple of Canada cruises and Bermuda cruises before relocating down to Port Everglades down there in Fort Lauderdale where she'll be doing uh, seven-night Caribbean sailing. So she's pretty much all over the East Coast, Richard. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Everybody will get a chance to try her. If you want, <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, if you want to find out more about Carnival Carnival Sunrise. Check out cruiseradio.net slash sunrise. You'll find the deck plans there, a video about the ship. Um, Pretty much everything Carnival Sunrise is right there at cruiseradio.net slash sunrise. We'll also link to it uh, in the show notes as well. So uh, Richard Sims, thank you so much for stopping by and uh, for the insight. Oh, thanks for having me. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker. Thank you so much for being here. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Let's see what we've got for you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. 
For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.